Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy here. I'm uploading this episode on April the 25th here in the United States. By the time those of you in Australia get an opportunity to listen, it will be the 26th or later. That doesn't lessen for me the understanding of just how important April the 25th is to those of you listening in Australia. I know that the events of this year have precluded you from participating in your normal Anzac Day activities. Here is to hoping that the Stand at Dawn events that you experienced yesterday were able to reach you wherever you reside. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that my guest is able to join us today. Gavin Ingham is a comedian from Melbourne who happens to be a huge footy supporter as well, and I'm glad that he was able to take time out of his Friday evening to sit down for a chat. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin. Craig, thank you so much from down under. It's uh, currently Friday here, Friday night, so it's Friday morning for you. It is Friday morning. Yep, I'm getting ready to start my uh, my work day. I stayed up watching uh, the first round of the NFL draft last night, and uh, uh, yes. went to bed at about yeah went to bed about one o'clock and got up at five thirty. Well, jeez, yeah my 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 bladder got me up at five thirty. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we're in the future how, here. How it works, Friday, yeah. Friday night. We're in the future down here. So. Oh. Uh, not much has changed, I think, with Corona lockdown. I think everything's pretty much the same at the moment, day to day, Groundhog Day. Yeah, we're we're looking at you know some things opening up here, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of staying hunkered down and sequestered away just to stay on the safe side. Absolutely. Uh, so now now you you've uh, you've found a, a unique way to 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 go about doing things. You've actually uh, been able to to combine two terrific aspects of society into your career um you know both comedy and sports now and we're going to dive into the comedy aspect of this as we go on through the discussion today but uh you know you you have figured out a way to to take your sense of humor and combine it with something that you love uh that being the afl and you know you uh you are somebody who barracks for which club? Why don't you tell us about what your background is as far as, as footy goes? Okay. Well, um, from a very early age, I was diagnosed um, with being a Collingwood supporter. My, my silly father <laughs> was a Collingwood supporter, and that unfortunately gets passed down through, through the blood. So um, I had no choice. Um, and to this day, you know, I think most Collingwood supporters – uh, or a lot of a lot of Collingwood supporters hate the club, but they kind of love the club just a little bit more than they they hate the club and and get frustrated with some of the things that happen. But yeah, certainly am a Collingwood Collingwood supporter through and through. 
um yeah and it, it does it does give you it it, it um, you have no choice but to have a sense of humor when it comes to being a Collingwood supporter we've we've got the most uh, grand final appearances and we've got the most finals and grand final losses um in our history so you have to you have to kind of laugh when it comes to Collingwood and football um it, yeah to get you through to the next there's always next week there's always next next year is as far yeah, as yeah. it goes with Collingwood so- so what yeah, is it? Is it the grand final losses? Is that what leads to that love hate relationship? Yeah, I think it does. I um I run a um historical walking tour about the Collingwood Football Club, and um that's something I found. I've been running for about six years, and there's a lot of funny stories, a lot of um a lot of in in the history of of Collingwood. And as a Collingwood supporter, you certainly um yeah you come along come a, you come across a lot of these 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 things. And um, through my research in, into putting into into making a, uh, a walking tour about the history of the club, certainly found a lot more of those things. And um, yeah, and we found that um, a lot of the supporters, Collingwood supporters that come along, um, they they kind of can't talk about the grand final losses. And I, I know for myself, um, the grand final in 1990, I, I would have been, geez, um, I would have been about 11. No, no, yeah, 11, 11 years old, 11, 12 years old, 1990, and I wasn't really into football that much. So I don't really have a living experience of of um, of, of that game. Uh, my father did. I just wasn't really into it. I was a bit rebellious and not really wanting a part of it. But, of course, the disease, the illness catches you, and um, and it's not until after. And, and so I've rewatched the 1990 grand final. That was the grand final that um, it was the first uh, premiership win in 32 years, Collingwood had been in nine uh, grand finals and not won a single one. And some of those were consecutive and, and the club had gone through some horrific times. And so from uh, 1958 through till 1989, the club had not won a, won a grand final. And so 1990 came along and, and still to this day, when I, I watch the replay, I watch it every couple of years. I'm still not sure Collingwood's actually going to win that game because so it's a seesaw <laughs> match, and uh, just the feeling, uh, the the collie wobbles when when Collingwood gets into a winning position where where we're not guaranteed a win. Um, and the biggest one is is the greatest grand final in AFL history. Is nineteen seventy was against uh, Collingwood Carlton, and Collingwood were forty four points up at halftime, and thirty I think thirty something points up at, at uh, three quarter time. I'm not too sure that score line, but Collingwood lost by ten points. Um, and that grand final, we lost the unlosable grand final. So it really does shape you as a Collingwood supporter, all the losses. Um, and, you know, I think most of us wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it, it, we, you have to love the club for other reasons. So you're saying that, and I, and I had, you said that was 1970. There was a, a 40 point swing in the fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, well, it would, oh, actually, it would be, let me do that. It would be 54 points because we were up by 44 and we lost by 10. So that's 54 points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that so, is, uh, that is a, uh, that's a collapse. That's, uh, and I, I okay. So I, I, I guess I can understand that love hate relationship a little bit more now then. That, uh, mm. yeah, that's, uh, you know, here in the, here in the States, that's, yeah. But as you said, that they've, they've made it to more finals. So, Oh. You know the the fact that you the fact that you get there is is something you know to to be to be proud of you know because you know today there you know there's 16 other teams that would trade places with you. 
Well, I don't know if there would be 16 other teams. There's there's a bit of a thing in in AFL in Melbourne about uh, football fans. They'll say that there's only two teams in the AFL. There's Collingwood and ABC, and that stands for anyone but Collingwood. Um, I think there's there's, there's there's just just enough supporters uh, to outnumber the people that hate Collingwood. So I don't know if there would be many teams that would trade, but uh, yeah, we certainly, um, I think we've got the most finals wins um, and um, arguably, and this is a contentious number, contentious stat, but equal amount of uh, grand final wins because we, Collingwood and bloody invented grand finals. We, the first ever grand final was uh, created because of Collingwood back in 18. Uh, 96, and then that spurned off. There was tensions with the league and the top teams back then uh, when it was the VFA, and that spurned off um, them starting a new league, the VFL, um, which turned into the AFL. So um, over 100 years ago, um, we we created grand finals, the first grand final ever. So, um, yeah, so that's – we we class it as 16 wins. Um, It's a bit of a contentious number. So we've got the most finals wins, certainly, but – by far the most finals losses. So, yeah, I mean, you're yeah, you're, I, you're a you're a you're in Ohio. You're you're. A, uh, I think you mentioned you're a Cleveland Brown supporter. That's that correct? I I am. So I would I would. Uh, that's why I was me- mentioning the fact that I would have loved to, to have my my uh, my team get to a Super Bowl. You know, I I was at least alive the last time the uh, the, the Browns mm. won the NFL championship. Of course, I I was. Uh, I was in diapers when it happened. I was, it was 1964. I was a year old. And, and I, I hope I'm not in diapers the next time they win the championship, quite frankly. Um, cause yeah. Do you think that who knows? Yeah. Would that make LeBron come back to Cleveland? You think? Oh, I don't know. I, I think that ship has sailed. I think that LeBron is, <laughs> um, I think he's perfectly content being in, in California now. I, 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 I have a feeling we're going to see a bit of a transition you know, from, you know, LeBron being the basketball player to becoming the the media mogul, whether it be movies, television, that type of thing. I think he's going to seamlessly transition to that kind of thing once he leaves mm. basketball. Yeah. And, he'll, yeah. and he'll probably own a team at some time in the future, too. Let's hope so. You know, I think he'll follow. Like a, yeah. Good man. Yes. Yeah, you know, pretty, pretty savvy business guy now, you know, so. Yeah, so I, I would I would love to have the Browns be in the Super Bowl. I'd love to have them win, but just to say that they actually got there would be yeah, would well, be a nice change of pace. Yeah, I think there's some similarities. I think um, from what I understand, Browns fans are pretty uh, fanatical, with the fan in fanatical, and Collingwood supporters are, are that as well. Um, absolutely, yeah. uh, nickname is having one eyes, you know, because they're very. Um, uh-huh. Other people will use expletives, but we just like to say passionate. They're very passionate about the football club, yes. Collingwood supporters. So, so you know, and and I've heard the the one eyed thing before, and I I I don't necessarily know what that reference is. How how did that term come about? Do you know? I'm not too sure about the history, but I think it's just, a, and I don't think it's uh, football specific. I think um, it's it's anyone who's Anyone who's got one eye, you know, um, is very focused and, and can't see anything else. Okay. Um, well, maybe, I don't okay. know, maybe if it's Collingwood, maybe we're a bit like pirates and, you know, and uh, pillage people and, yeah. and not too hospitable sometimes. Yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, I, I did, don't know. I, I, did, I didn't know if it was just, you know, like that the, the, the second eye is kind of squinting 
and you know that they're just really you know they're giving you kind of the you know the 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 really nasty look through the through the one eye that's open. I didn't know if that's where it came from. So hey, oh, folks, no if, if, if you know the back, <laughs> if you know the background on that, you know, send me an email, and let me know, or send me something on Twitter because I, I I don't know that, but I've I've heard it. Uh, you know, in fact, there's somebody who's a, actually a cat supporter who does a podcast that has that that term in the name of their podcast as well. Um, yeah, it's, so, um, yeah, other it's clubs been... get it, but certainly Collingwood is probably the most one-eyed, I guess. Um, yeah, um, that's a question I do have for you, Craig. Why I noticed you're a, you're a cat supporter. How did um, how did that come about, and why do you not support Collingwood? I'm, I'm very dismayed. Well, you're dismayed, huh? Yes, okay. I can't <laughs> well, understand I, why anyone would I, not support Collingwood. Well, you know, I I, I actually talk about this in the. Uh, in the first episode of, of my podcast, when I, when I put it out oh. back in December, I, I, uh, and that, that's okay. I, it's, I, I, I don't mind mentioning it again. Cause I, I spent about a year watching games here in the state trying to figure out who I wanted to support. Mm. And, and I had actually narrowed it down to, to three different clubs. Um, and I'll, I'll let you know the, the pies were one of the three. Um, and the Collingwood and, VFL, uh, and then Collingwood AFLW. They were the other two. No, Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane was the third because oh. I, I thought I looked at them as I I looked at them as kind of being a uh, an up and coming team, you know. Mm. And I actually sought um, advice from people online, and you know they were saying, you know, if you if you were, and and this gets back to what you had said about you know the the, the pies being in so many um, premierships. You know, that somebody said, well, you know, if you come in and you become a Magpie supporter, it's almost like coming into becoming a baseball fan and saying you want to be a you want to be a uh, a New York Yankees fan. Yeah, you know, that they're okay. that they're yeah. seemingly that they're seemingly always in the World Series, that they're there all the time. Uh, yeah, like so I Kevin Durant going to yeah. the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. OK, I get you. There you go. Yes. You know. But I and I, I mentioned it back in episode one. I you know watching the games and I ran, I ran across. A, a a a player that I just you know that to me just jumped off the screen when I was watching him play, hmm. and and it, it's a uh, and unfortunately he's he's had a lot of you know uh, injuries that he's not been able to stay healthy and it, it's it's uh, a Nakaya Cockatoo. Oh, he's a gun. Um, he's an absolute gun. Yeah, when when he is healthy, hmm. he is you know he you know he he just to me he jumped off the. He jumped off the, the TV screen as somebody who just was somebody that played at this frenetic pace. You know, oh. he 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 remind you know looking at it now, he he reminds me you know of a, of a bigger version of uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. You know, oh, in terms of just love, the the, the, the speed that he plays the game. But yeah. you know, but he's got you know I think he's got another you know four or five inches of height and probably another twenty or thirty pounds of muscle that you know he he looked to be untackleable. That you couldn't you couldn't put him on the ground, yeah, and right. now you know he, of course he, he you know he can't stay healthy unfortunately I I I'm hoping that if one thing comes out of this whole uh, lockdown thing is that that he gets his body right and can come out and and help contribute because that might mitigate the loss of uh, Tim Kelly a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. My my nana my yeah, grandma so, was a, a cat supporter, so I do have a soft spot for Geelong. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that was your mom's mom. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was actually, yeah, my dad's the, okay, uh, family is the Collingwood yeah, supporting family. Okay, yeah, I was, yeah, so that's how I ended up becoming a Pies fan, and and part of it was also, 
and and maybe I'm a little misguided on this, and it was you know maybe I was a little ignorant when I went into this. Um, was that I I I kind of was looking at you know supporting a team that wasn't necessarily in the the maelstrom of the of the nine teams that were in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, I was yeah, yeah. I was looking at something that yeah I, that was kind of how I was going into it. I mean, I I created spreadsheets and went back and looked at you know overall <laughs> team records over the span. I I did this. I mean, I I still have these documents on in my Google Drive. I I spent I spent months figuring out who do I want to support, and uh, you know I and I've I've yeah, I've run into some some great you know supporters of other, of other clubs. Um, but there'd been some, some great outreach that I've had with, with cat supporters as well. But, you know, I, I, one of the things I really, that I I'm thrilled about is the fact that, you know, coming into this, the game and being a, you know, a, a cats fan. And I, I've mentioned this in, in other episodes that I don't have that, that birthright hatred of other teams. You mm. know, I, I know that as a cat, a cats, as a cat supporter, I'm supposed to hate Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't uh I I I don't have decades of that in my DNA. <laughs> you know, I like watch I like watching good footy, you know. So I mean so you know I can I can I can appreciate, you know, good footy being played, you know, whether it you know if it's you know if it's you know Tom Mitchell having a phenomenal game or if it's you know Lance yeah. Franklin or you know Eddie Eddie Betts, you know, I I I don't I don't hate any teams. You know, mm. so yeah, well, I, want to, I want to see Geelong do well. Maybe that's the next level, I think, for you because it's you got to you got to love your team, but there's other teams you got to hate. But I also have to say, um, I think you've um, you're doing a lot better than probably some other foreign loving uh, foreign footy loving uh, fanatics. Um, one thing you go through in your in your early experience of being a footy fan is you get the spreadsheets and uh, you get the paper out and you scientifically, as a twelve year old, fifteen year old. 18 year old 48 year old um, work out why your team is the best and who the best player is based on statistics mm-hmm. and 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 it's always got to come back to the umpires you know the umpires were very bad on that day um yeah or oh, yeah <laughs> or if it's collingwood you know 2011 meatloaf so um yeah there's you, you have to go through I, I... a period of the spreadsheet the scientific analysis your scientific analysis not real scientific analysis, your own scientific yeah, analysis yeah. of why your team yeah. is the greatest. So I think you're halfway there. I think you're halfway there. <laughs> you have you have to you have to justify it. And I actually I actually I have heard the I don't think it qualifies as a legend, but I have heard the lore of the meatloaf performance. And I actually watched the video mm-hmm. uh about a month ago. Yes, yes. And that was that was god awful. I mean, I, and I, you know, I have, I have, I have probably three or four Meatloaf CDs. You know, I've, I've got, you know, every Bat Out of Hell album that mm-hmm. he put out. Uh, but that was, that was pathetic. Well, at the time, watching it in real time, I don't think it was bad. Straight away at the end of the his yeah. medley or whatever, his deadly. I'll say deadly. It wasn't medley. It was quite deadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, he. Um, that's when you thought. Is it just whoever you were with? You'd looked at them and thought you said to them, "Was was that really bad?" Because at the time it was just very confusing. Because everyone on TV was like loving it, and um, but I was thinking, "This is meatloaf. Can't be bad." Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Apparently, it was well. I horrific. <laughs> you know, I I have to you know, and this is maybe something that you know, 
I, and I, I don't know if, if they've adjusted since then. I, I've I've heard you know that Jack Rewald performed with uh, Killers. Was it the Killers? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did you know? But it looked like at the at the grand final where Meatloaf performed that they basically just put like a a platform over some seats and had them up in the stands performing. Well, around that time, they they sort of did that. It wasn't it wasn't as um, temporary as what it looks looks like. It was kind of a, a um a, an official sort of um, thing from the game. They started putting bands on before and and at, before the game and at halftime and made a bit more of a you know fan friendly experience. And so that right, was the right. section. And I think that platform right. is still sort of there. I think I can't remember the last time I was at. At the MCG, um, late last year. Um, okay. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. You know, maybe that's something. You know, that the the NFL has you know has figured out a way to you know during their Super Bowl perform halftime mm. performances, which I don't watch. Which I don't watch because I don't. I I don't. I don't. I don't need to watch what you know some groups of uh, you know think tank people in Hollywood decide. Well, let's put these performers <laughs> together. You know, let's yeah, have. Yeah. Let's have Aerosmith and Britney Spears perform together because, you know, they would naturally go on tour with one another. Um, yeah, but, you know, really they, they're bizarre. able to put up, put up. Yeah, they're able to put up a stage in, you know, in a relatively short period of time and then, you know, deconstruct it and move it out of the way. I was just wondering, is that something that they could, you know, consider doing, you know, out on the grounds at the MCG, you know, put the put the stage out on the, the field, have the performance go on and then be able to get it. All? I, I don't know. I they, just it just looked like it was like. And oh, they by the way, the past, kind of thing. They have in the past. It, okay. did, it did look it, it, well. It was early on, I guess, back then when they were doing that. Um, so it could have what it looked like could have actually been what it looked like. It could have looked like it was temporarily put up the night before. Um, but if you go on to right, the, right. the grounds, is much bigger um, than an NFL field. Um, but if you oh, go absolutely, on YouTube, yeah. go on a YouTube and have a look at um, Angry Anderson. He, he's a he's a, a very famous uh, old Australian. He's he's kind of like the meatloaf for Australia. Um, very old seventies, eighties <laughs> rocker. Um, he's very short, very bald, um, and he's got tats. Before tats were cool. Um, and okay. He's Angry Anderson. I don't actually know what his real name is, or maybe that is actually his real name. He was his parents called him Angry. I'm not too sure. You wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, he turned up in the old um, Adam West TV Batman Batmobile onto the middle of the ground and sang, I can't remember, I don't know if it was even one of his songs or a famous song that Australians would know, but it was truly horrific. And, and you'll see it on YouTube and uh, they keep cutting away to other people on the field with these bewildered looks on their faces because it's just, even though... <laughs> We understand, as Australians and footy fans, we would understand every single ingredient. The Batmobile, oh, that's awesome. Angry Anderson, oh, my God, he's like the, the president of Australia. Um, all these right, things. Right. And, and a rock song, oh, this is amazing. But as a, as a meal, the, the flavors did not really combine. And, and so if you want a taste of okay. loaf from 20 years, 20, 30 I'll, years prior, give it a, give it a okay. watch. Angry Anderson. I'll, I'll, I will, uh, I'll find that and I will link to it. And then the show notes I'm, I've already put on there. I'm going to, I'm going to include the, uh, the meatloaf video. Um, so <laughs> those of you who are listening here in the States, if you're a meatloaf fan, um, you're going to, you're going to find out that this was not one of his better performances. Um, well, you might, you might turn you away know. your, um, you might turn away your, your listenership if, if the podcast is, well, is it's, booming. I don't know if you should do that. Yeah, but it's, 
but I but I think they should see I think they should see what we're talking about as well because I uh, absolutely you know, it's uh you know I I I I saw Aerosmith perform back in 1985 when I was when I was in the Navy and uh it was uh, I don't know if you're an Aerosmith fan at all but uh the, oh, the two guitarists uh, yeah yeah but uh Joe Perry and I can't think of the other guitarist name right now the two of them had left the band at this point in time mm. and uh so they had two new guitarists and they didn't know it didn't seem like they knew any of the old music they were <laughs> they were horrible they were horrible it was it was as though they had gone and picked a couple people at random out of the crowd and said here you go up here and pretend to play this for you know an hour and a half oh, and I, you know i'm not yeah it it was in steven tyler was not on his a game um yeah. and 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 i yeah. Um, and I actually almost died coming home from that concert. So it's it was a memorable <laughs> night. Jeez. Meatloaf gave you some PTSD. Yes, that was uh, yeah. Oh, um, the name the name of the song was, Angry Anderson was singing was called Bound for Glory. So the intention was was, okay. was right was good. <laughs> but it's it's in this Batmobile with AFL logo on the side, and it looks it's not the exact Batmobile, but it. It's 1991, so it was the height of like, um, you know, the um, uh, the George Tim Clooney Burton. Batman type thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, a bit before the the first Batman movie that came out. Sorry, so why not bring a Michael a, Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton. Why not bring a sky blue, uh, old version of um, the Batmobile on? That's not even the Batmobile, and it's got a pointy nose and looks like a hydrofoil, uh, boat car thing, and. Yeah, you just, the, anyway, you, you can check it out. <laughs> is is that is that uh is that in a museum somewhere now or did they uh, <laughs> uh I think I think that, it was burnt straight it, away after the match it was okay. burnt. Yeah. Okay. okay, I didn't know if that was something you showed on your walking tours or not. Um <laughs> no, certainly not. That's where that's a, we're gonna we're gonna jog past this. We don't want to remember this at all. Yeah. Gonna, well it's not Collingwood related, so moving. that's a grand final we won, okay. so we're definitely not going there. Okay, okay. So you know, you became a you became a Pies supporter. Hopefully you're not gonna hold against me the uh the fact that I chose to be a cat supporter. I'm you know, I and I, I could have very easily gone with the Pies because you know, you did have the, the lone American at that point in time playing ah, with yes. them as I was making that decision. Which I I didn't realize that at the time I didn't realize Mason Cox was an American at that time, so yeah we had a, we had um, that a, might another have... American previously too Shay McNamara who was kind of a similar he was about six foot eight so he wasn't as gigantic as the Coxzilla but um uh-huh. yeah he was kind of a ruckman sort of forward and uh, came from a basketball background as well um I think he played some NCAA I think um okay yeah um. Yeah, certainly. I don't. Yeah, and, and he, he was just in our seconds in the VFL. Didn't ever get to. I think he played some preseason matches, but I don't think he got to the to the top. But yeah, he was the second American. Mason Cox is the second American. Okay. That so Collingwood's had. So has that has that nickname caught on in Australia after that? Uh, you know, Mason Cox did that interview with uh, Pat McAfee back here in the states, and and oh, yeah, Pat, yeah, yeah. if you're listening, I'd I'd love, to, I'd love to talk footy with you. Um, has that name caught on there? Oh well, um, I think Pat might have. Or was that something that from, already happening? Yeah, it was already happening. There's shirts out. Um, oh, okay. Actually, took um, I I contacted in when was it? it was two thousand and wasn't last year? It was when was it? It was I think the year before. Mason Cox's parents were out here. 
Um, and ah, that's right. Uh, who? I'm 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 a bit brain dead at the moment. Um, yeah, it was like not last year, the year before. Mason Cox's parents were out here about twenty times, and they were here for grand final week. And um, yeah, and I just I just tweeted just tweeted him and um and from my my the Collingwood Footy Tour account um uh that's collingwoodfootytour.com for those listening at home if you want to check us out um and and tweeted him and said do you want to come on on a walk you know um complimentary walk and he said well why not we're free on i think it was a thursday and him and his 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 wife the parents of mason um, phil and jay hello phil and jay if you're listening um came on a walk and they were perfectly uh, absolutely um just just wonderful. They were they they knew quite a lot of the history, and um and I said to him at the end, I said we 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 start at Victoria Park, the um the home ground of Collingwood and um the spiritual home ground no longer there, um and walk around the suburb and talk about the history, and finish up back at at Victoria Park, and we ended up on the ground and talk about you know finish up the tour and the history and bring it to modern times. And I said um I have a I have an old Sharon football and it, it it's old leather so it was about the 70s i think this ball is and it's one of those um okay. footballs that looks like at them you see on on back in that era it looks like they're made of out of wood and um they're very hard <laughs> and, and especially in the middle of winter and it's wet and kicking that like you'd break your foot so football players are right, tough. right. Or, or punching it like whose idea was that let's let's it's not it doesn't hurt enough so let's punch let's punch let's punch the ball this piece of wood and so um i, right. I pull out that and i talk about the history and i said to him can you so, you know, there's a bit of a cultural difference between Australians and Americans. And I sort of said, they've been here a few times. And Mason really fits in with Australian culture. He just talks, he just gives banter, talks banter to people and, and we love him. He, um, I said to them, um, can you give him a bit of a stitch up? Like give him some advice. I want to video this and put this out on, on our, on our socials. And, um, and his dad, uh, Phil was like, sure, got the ball and he totally, stitched up Mason said, um, you know, you probably don't know too much about football. I'm just going to give you some advice. This is how you kick the ball. And um, he kicked this, try to kick this goal and it went nowhere and bounced around. It was hilarious. And then he gave a really heartwarming message to his son. Um, yeah. And they, they were just, <laughs> they were stupendous. Um, but yeah, so we've really adopted Mason and um, there's Australians love to give nicknames. And so we've, um, Coxilla is probably one that's really stuck, but we've, you know, big mace, and and what's funny is you go to a Collingwood match, and now you, whenever he gets the ball, like he gets a mark, and he's you know he can sit there for thirty seconds and choose what he wants to do. The the chance starts right, right. USA, USA, and the American flags come out, and these aren't Americans; these are Australians who right, half right, taking the piss, half going we we f and love you, um, you know. So USA yeah. starts up. It's uh, it's the weirdest thing, but it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, and you know he he has been uh, you know approved to become a, an Australian citizen now too. That's so he correct. Has, yes. Yeah, he has he has fully embraced Australia. I mean, it's uh, you know he yeah. is even his accent you know, which sometimes is, you know, on Collingwood. Um, yes, uh, I have seen promotional, that. <laughs> I say propaganda. Their videos. Um, yeah, he sounds Australian, <laughs> and uh, I'm a really bit confused. I don't think he's putting it on, but. It's it's a hard accent to do if you don't know how to do accents or you know you're not too familiar. It's hard. It, it sounds wrong. Right, you, right. You know, um, probably the same way Australians sound when they do American accents. Um, but he he sounds you know like a he speaks lazy and that's exactly sounds Australian. So you know, it fits in well. Well, that's you know I and I 
I, I'm not, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't try to do any kind of an accent cause I don't, that's not certainly not trying to offend anybody doing that sort of thing at all. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, uh, but it, yeah, I have noticed that in a couple of interviews where his, he will slide in and out of, uh, mm. I think he's from Texas. He'll yeah, slide he in and yeah. out of Texas into Australia. Now, are there, while we're, while we're on this and I, and I don't know this to be the case, are there, are there different accents in different parts of Australia? Yeah, there absolutely is now. Um, for the longest time, we didn't um, because we never really travelled or lived in other places. Um, but since we've sort of matured a bit as a as a culture and a, and a country, people will live in other parts of Australia or move for work. And, and certainly with the influx of um, a lot of different uh, uh, migrants from, from around the world, um, our accent has changed. And so... The further north and more and west rural you go, the more you'll hear that sort of, I guess, that um, stereotypical uh, Crocodile Dundee um, uh, cartoon version of the Australian uh, uh, dialect, I guess. And, um, and, it's, and, and even Australians who go to some places up in sort of north Queensland or in the outback will think that the person is taking the piss or they're, they're, they're not seriously like that, but they, they really are. And, and so they'll speak slow and it'll be every, the sentence will be one word. So it'll be sort of like, Oh yeah, how you going? Yeah, no, nah, it's going around the world. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they'll say. It's one, <laughs> one word. It's, it's one word, you know, there's all these different words, but it's all, all put together and turns it's all into run one in, word. It's all run onto. Mm. Okay. But um, okay. certainly in Queensland, which is up on is on the east coast, most of the population is on the east coast. Um, on the east coast, uh, northern from middle of Australia upwards, um, which I guess it's reversed to America. I guess politically, it's a bit if you reverse it. So north of Australia is probably it's a bit of a cliche to say this, and it's not tr- uh, accurate a hundred percent. But if you just took a, a, a snapshot, then it would be safe to say. A safe assumption sort of would be that the north of Australia is a similar, to, similar to the south of of America sort of lifestyle um, politically okay. probably. Um, it's more, so it's more more laid back. Yeah, very much laid back, and so they'll sort of they'll okay. sort of they'll sort of pay out um, Sydney and Melbourne, which are the the sort of world cities and the you know a lot of um, right, right. different ethnicities. So they will sort of they'll be a little bit um, a little bit rural their accent, but generally they'll finish the end of the sentence on an upward inflection. Everything they say okay. at the end of every sentence will just go up at the end for no reason. It's really odd when when you when you um, become when you hear it you can never unhear it. Everything just sounds a bit like that. <laughs> And and we yeah. kind of think it's because we're Australians and we're you know the little brother of the world, so we're always asking for approval. That's kind of the the thought yeah. behind that. So and and they'll say a not like it's in a, a Canadian way, but certainly just yeah. a at the end. Of, it's like so it's a, a breath. So it's almost it's almost like it's a uh, it's ending in a question. And it, and you mentioned like the little the little brother. It's almost like the yeah, thank you, sir. And may I have another? You know, or may oh, or more, please? Like yeah. the old. What was that? Oliver is that Oliver Twist? Um, yeah, could have some more. I think it's Oliver yeah. Twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's a... Queensland is regarded as a bit backwards, and and you know probably some are and some aren't. So I have family up there, so um, yeah. Um, 
Sydney, a real melting pot of uh, of different ethnicities. So you'll get sort of a Mediterranean in some uh, sort of accent. They speak very fast and um, yeah, in Sydney and and can kind of sound not aggressive but kind of aggressive. Melbourne um, okay. is probably uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, my accent, my accents are mixed. Like I grew up in Sydney. Then lived in Brisbane, which is the capital of Queensland. For went to university right, and right. acting school and things in 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 uh, in Brisbane, and then uh, moved to Melbourne. My family's originally from Melbourne, so um, yeah, my accent's not, I guess, indicative of of any particular place. But Melbourne um, can be quite ethnic too, because we have sort of the largest, as I was mentioning to you before, the largest uh, population of Greeks outside of Athens um, here in here in Melbourne. Um, yeah, and we can be a bit faster, a bit more culture i guess is probably a way of sounding around down the south in the middle of australia is adelaide and they've got a very very white there's not very many dark-skinned people that live in adelaide compared to other parts of australia and so they're they're very um i guess british and posh posh sounding so instead of um dancing which is what most people in australia would say they would say dancing um but yeah, okay. Melbourne's a bit Victorian as well. Well, it's in the state of Victoria, um, and yeah, we um, yeah, little things like word choice. So they'll say castle instead of castle. They'll say dinner or, or uh, like they'll say tea for your nightly meal, um, and then uh-huh. dinner might be lunch. So word choices are a bit okay. different. But yeah, we certainly do have different accents. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now in Australia, okay. And that's only been since the last, I guess, 30 years. And before that, especially if you listen to 1970s and 50s uh, news, um, uh, they sounded quite British, yeah. And But then it kind of, yeah, it's, it's moulded and changed, yeah. Okay. So we, we, we've, we've definitely gone in kind of a, a, a different direction than we, had, than we had mapped out on here. Because so of Mason yeah, but Cox. That's, I, yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. So, the fact the fact that Mason Cox has 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 begun to adopt uh, an Australian accent, we we've uh, we've kind of uh, gone off on a slightly different tangent, which is perfectly all right because it's it's a uh, you know it's something that I wasn't familiar with, and I'm sure that the the listeners here in the U.S. are you know who are listening are you know let's let's be honest you know most of the, well, not most but a lot of people in in the United States probably think that everybody speaks like, as you mentioned early on in that, uh, that, that, uh, discussion there that everybody speaks like crocodile Dundee. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's not, you know, I'm, that's not the case. That's mm. not the case at all. You know, cause I've, I've talked to, you know, to a number of different people in, you know, from Australia during the course of this podcast. And I, and I've picked up different, you know, different sounds as well. And in terms of how they, you know, how they go about, saying different things Hmm. um you know you you as you know you as a comedian have been able to embrace your um the the game that you love and you've actually begun something online called footy for dummies yes now for for those for for those of those of us who have not run across this web series um can you give us an idea of what that talks about what does footy for dummies actually detail and talk about well first of all i'll just offer a um an olive leaf um to to your country men and women um the name was not my choice i didn't choose the name uh the company who's producing the series the web series 
Beyond the Game. Um, you can look them up on beyondthegame.tv. Um, they, um, it's an American, a Canadian guy, um, Edris E. He's a massive sports fan, worked massively in hockey and I think Montreal, and he's come down to Australia, fallen in love with AFL as well, like a, a very smart, intelligent person. Um, loves uh-huh. the game. And uh, he um, he just started making some things and, and he picks up some pretty high-profile uh, film and TV work as well. He covered the, the USA, um, I don't know if that were the dream team, but every American basketball team gets called the dream team, I guess, when uh, they came out prior to the World the world uh, Championships. Um, to, they came out to Australia and played at Marvel Stadium, two-game series against our national team. Um, he got to follow them around and uh, with the Boomers as well, um, our team. And cover them, and, and he makes and some UFC stuff, and makes some wonderful um, online um, sporting uh, content. And um, so, yeah, him and I got talking a number of years ago, and uh, decided on making a, a game, to, uh, a web series, and trying to help Americans and Canadians understand Aussie rules. And so, went back and forth uh, uh, quite a bit with the ideas. And so, basically, it's a how-to guide of understanding Aussie rules football and, and AFL. Um, and then. Um, you know, um, and then I've sort of chosen each episode is how to how to choose a team based on what North American sporting teams you you will like. Based, you know, sort of basically NBA, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball are the major teams that I draw upon, and 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 a few ice hockey ice hockey games, uh, sorry, clubs as well. Um, but basically, it's all done and it's all done very lighthearted. Fifty percent of things that I mention. Uh, are not true, um, and fifty percent of the things are true. And so there's things in there that are in jokes for Australian because Australians, because we do have a large Australian audience for that series, and and E focuses, Edris focuses a bit on the Australian, uh, the Australian audience as well. But basically, the ethos of the episode, lies and true, lies and facts, um, are are true. So. Um, it's really to help you to get a, a sense of um, what a an, an AFL club is about. And if that strikes gold with you, then maybe that's the team for you. Um, in the second episode, uh, which is the third episode, because the first episode was just a basic generic um, AFL, how to understand AFL, um, if you don't understand Aussie rules, AFL. Um, so the third episode, which uh, the second team, I chose Carlton. And in that, I, I talk about the history of the club and, and I talk about that the club, was actually birthed in the suburb called Carton, and um, the club was called the Carton Blues. And the reason why they are now known as Carlton is because uh, the um, uh, I think I stole footage of uh, Roosevelt or some president, American president in the 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s. It was black and white footage, and he was signing a document or something. And I uh, I stuck that footage in in that part of the episode um, and said that was the okay. AFL commissioner. Um, I said uh, that he in there. I paint. I tried to paint that because um, because Carlton um, are an arch nemesis of my team, Collingwood. Um, right, right. I, I'm having a, an opportunistic strike at Carlton, which is always a fun thing to do, um, uh, and say that because they have so much, uh, so many losses in their history, that the suburb and the team of Carlton. And and they were named that because they were they supplied half the world's milk supply cartons. Um, they um the the AFL. Oh, okay. Well, that's not true. It's just it's just what I decided oh, to well, put in there to justify yeah, calling them that... a carton. Um, 
the AFL or the VFL back then decided they needed to add a, a capital L in the middle of their name. So they announced to remind them of how all their losses in their history. Um, so, so that's why they're now known as Carlton, which is 150 million percent fabricated. But it's kind of my fantasy, and it's all to try and right. subtly get people to choose Collingwood as as their team. So, anytime I talk about the greats of uh, in any episode, I'll talk about the greats of Carlton. The greats in my last episode was the Western Bulldogs. I'll choose coaches and players that have played for Collingwood. So, fans of that actual club will get, have gotten a bit annoyed um, that I haven't chosen the actual best players. But it's my way of sort of saying that, well, um, the, the reason why they're the best players is because they've played for Collingwood. So, right, yeah, right. It's, it's, um, but it's, in all seriousness, it is, it is, um, it's done lightheartedly and it is, it's never to totally right, yeah. be disrespectful to the team. Part of the culture of AFL is, yeah. is bantering and knowing bad things about their history. So you can have a go at them whenever you see your friends who support those teams. Yeah, so that's basically the gist of it, to help Americans yeah. and Canadians so, um, choose an AFL team, really. So is this is this the point where the Carlton fans uh, mentioned to you that uh, that Collingwood has two L's in it? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, you know what is hilarious? I didn't even consider that, and I'm a bit disappointed that I had not even considered that. Um, but you're a teacher, so you pick up on those things. And what's even funnier is no Carlton supporter has mentioned that. So there you go. Maybe it is true. Maybe it is. No. They're not. They're not all that. They're not all that. So there's a few milk cartons missing. There's a few mils of milk missing yes. in, in the milk bottle. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, a very good point. Do, very good point. Did did um? And I don't know if this. And it's 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 a it's a sad subject to to address here, but for. For decades here in the United States, um, we had a uh, we had a, a history of you know putting missing children, putting their pictures on the sides of milk cartons at the grocery store. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we, yeah. We, did, we, did, we've got heaps of American TV, so we we know what that okay. trope is. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I didn't know if that happened there. Did uh, you know? Did I didn't know if if in Carlton if they actually then put uh, out the milk cartons? You know that. Uh, <laughs> Did they, did they, you know, they, they put, you know, have you, have you, have you seen the wind column for us on the, on the side of the milk carton for them then? A positive attitude was taken last Friday, Friday night and hasn't been seen since. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. I, I did toy with that, but I couldn't, I couldn't fit it in there. Yeah. It was too many. Um, one okay. thing that is true in there is their song, um, their song is based on a song called Lily of Laguna, the, the club song that they sing if they win a game, which hasn't happened in quite a while. So probably don't, the players probably don't remember the lyrics of the song. Um, their song is based on a, uh, is the tune uh, Lily of Laguna, which was a uh, minstrel show tune from, from the United States. It was a song that was used for minstrel shows in blackface. So okay. um, that's a very oh. interesting thing. Um, and that, that's, I addressed that in the episode, and that's absolutely a truth. So it's up to people to... Look at yeah. the episode and yeah. work out what is true and what's not. Hopefully, they'll do their own research. Yeah. Now, I I do want to just take a quick second here and uh, you know, Terry Degani. I know we sat down for an interview here a couple of weeks ago. I'm I'm just having fun here. I'm not uh, I'm not going out of my way to denigrate the blues at all or anything like that. Uh, so you know, don't hold this against me. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> no, he does. The, yeah. He does. So um, I think the equivalent, the uh, Carlton. He does a tour, I think. Yeah, he does the blue, he does one called the Blues Abroad. Yeah, 
is yeah. the po- he does a podcast as well. Ah, right. Yeah, so he he's, does a, he does a yeah he does so he does a walking tour as well. Princess Park. Wow. Yeah, it's not as it's not as often okay. as me. I think it comes up about once or twice a year. But I think it's called um, the Ghosts of Princess Park. And I think we've messaged each other a few times, but uh, I've never I've never um, okay. gone on a tour, and he's never come on a Collingwood tour because a lot of the history covers you know um, overlaps and. And as much as you know, hate Collingwood supporters hate Essendon and, and Carlton, and and sometimes it does get a bit fiery. Um, if there wasn't those clubs, there would be none of your clubs. So you know, like yeah, day, exactly, exactly. You, you do. You have it. to be able to have that. You have to be able to have that banter. Yeah, there's no good without yeah. evil. It's Harry Potter and Voldemort. You know, Luke and Luke and um, Anakin all over again. Okay, well, you lost me with the Harry Potter one because that's that's I've never seen a Harry Potter movie before. Oh, wow. So, um, oh, wow. I, I got well, the Luke, Anakin and the Luke part. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that one, yeah, I, that yeah. reference I got. Um, <laughs> and I and I know who Vol- I know who Voldemort is. I just I I, I know that uh, that he's not going. To, he's not going to be using as many Kleenexes I've gone through this morning with my stuffy nose. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. Now, how often do your your walking tour that you do? How often do you do those during the course of the year? At the moment, none, because uh, we're all in lockdown well, I, here in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not doing them now, but you know when um, when there's yeah. not a when there's not a global pandemic happening and and you Once know the, the, the prime minister. Not, yes, exactly. Yes. So when um, when everything is somewhat normal, how often do they happen? Yeah. Um. Actually, we I'm toying. I'm having a look and doing some research, engaging interest. If um maybe turning it into a bit of a virtual tour as well. So I'll let you know, and that way uh, Americans could come on the Collingwood Football Club history tour. Um. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. sort of like a yeah cool. pay pay to watch sort of thing online. I got to work out how to do that. That's sort of an idea, but can't even get out of the suburb at the moment um otherwise the police will be on top of you um it all depends it all depends craig it depends on what's going on with with the league um if the spirit is fairly good with afl um a few years ago and 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 this is not i'm not uh not having a an an opportunistic swipe at at this club but um a few years ago uh there was the essendon scandal that happened and um and in the media, right, there was right. quite a lot of it was it was like it was like COVID nineteen. It was just on the news all the time, especially here in Melbourne. Um, it was just it was just everywhere. Or anytime you turn on, there was some new news about the situation, and and generally it really wasn't any new news. It was just to try and sell newspapers. And so um, because of that, people really did get a bit fatigued about football a little bit, and I found my numbers dropped off. Um, a little bit. Um, even though it's Essendon, it's still affected uh, everyone else. Um, but it depends. Like, what's each year is different. I've run it for about six or seven years, and so sometimes in some summers there's quite a lot of people, and sometimes some summers there's just no supporters. Um, but generally, as we get into the season, start of the season, there's a bit of a pickup. So it can be. It's it's. It, I really can't give you a number, but it can be three times a week. It can be three times a month. It could be once a month. Um, yeah, it really depends. And, and usually usually every weekend, every second weekend, um, I usually get some people coming along. Um, and even the, the typical person who comes on the tour, you would think it would be a Collingwood supporter and of a certain age. But these days, like I get half the people that come on the tour aren't Collingwood supporters and half of those people aren't even football fans. They just want to come in. Because I, I talk about a lot of the other history in Melbourne and how that relates. Okay. It's, it's not just about... 
Collingwood, you know. It's, okay. it's about other teams, about the about football and also just about Melbourne history as, as well because it all is sort of the same history, you know. Like um, one of the forefathers of the football, the Collingwood Football Club, it was named Mr. T.W. Sharon. His name's on the bloody football. So, um, yes. you know, so... And a lot of a lot of history I've, that um, happens in the league changed because of Collingwood. So, it, you know, people come along to find out that, um, you know. So, yeah. Yes, I yeah I'm uh, I, I'm as I've I've made public here on uh, a couple of the episodes. I'm I'm somebody who's you know now 21 episodes into a uh, a podcast about uh, Australian football, and I've never actually seen a Sharon in person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> yes, that's that's like uh it's I think it's like going to a going to a priest for marriage advice. Um <laughs> that's right. Well there's a there's a you have to, at one stage you got to you've got to get your hands on one and hopefully a new yeah. one because there's a certain smell with with a new football um right, it's right. like a, a new car smell. It's it's a very it's a very iconic. It's very uh, specific yeah. smell. It's hard to describe, but it's a beautiful smell. Yeah, I I've, I've I you know several places online. I put them into the cart to buy one, and just have not pulled the trigger on it yet. So it's a lot of money. Uh, it's a lot of money. Well, I d- I doubt that I would buy one of the the actual game day ones because th- those are I've seen those they're like one hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. My that that would not go over very well at my house if I was to uh, <laughs> to 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 plunk down one hundred and eighty dollars for something, and my wife would remind me. You're not even gonna get off the couch and go kick that thing around at all. What are you spending that money for? Uh, so, it's yeah, our new so child. I don't. That would. Well, yeah, that's true because we are we are pretty much empty nesters. My youngest is in college, so well, she's wow. at home finishing up her first year of college. Yeah. So you you uh, besides doing the 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 web series that you're doing, mm. you do work as a comic as well. You do work as a comedian as well. Yes. And, you know, what, when there when there are not global pandemics, so we don't have to go back that direction again. Um, <laughs> do you how 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 busy do you stay doing that? Is that something that you're you're doing a lot or is that? Uh, yeah, basically. Or are, you, or are you kind of supplementing? Basically full time. But a lot of my other work is around performing or or comedy. Um, I also work a lot in sport as well. So I work, work as a court announcer for, for basketball, the professional leagues out here, the NBL, um, WNBL, and sort of like the VFL equivalent, the NBL one. And I work for a club called Melbourne Tigers, which a lot of great Australian basketballers have come out, sort of one of the world's oldest basketball clubs. Um, started in 1931. And um, yeah, they're still going to this day, the Melbourne Tigers and Andrew Gaze, who's kind of like our Larry Bird or, or Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, he's um, yes. his family is very much in, entwined with um, with uh, with 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 the club. So I work in basketball. I work. Um, I was also I was, a, I was the ground announcer on the ground announcer um, and uh, outdoor announcer at Marvel Stadium, which is the second biggest stadium here in Melbourne, where a lot of the um, a lot of the other clubs play: uh, North Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, Essendon. Um, ah, I can't remember some other some other teams, other clubs, and um, also some other clubs. When the MCGs, there's a clash on the calendar, they'll come and play at Marvel Stadium, and so I, I work outside the stadium as I think sort of like spruiking or outdoor announcing. So when yeah. when uh, 
when punters or barrackers supporters are coming to the game. So it can be up to 60, you know, 50, 30 to 50,000 people each on a Friday night, Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon um, <clears throat> are coming to the game. I'm out the front giving directions and uh, telling stupid jokes to keep, keep, uh, keep people laughing as they come into, into the stadium. Certainly wouldn't do much comedy. Uh, certainly would do no comedy actually inside the stadium as the ground announcer. That would be a bit, uh, that would be a bit uh, not good if I, if I was to take that lightly. Um, and yeah, this year I was working in the AFLW as well, um, uh, for St. Kilda. I was their ground announcer there at Moorabbin. It was the first time they went back to that, that suburban ground for 27 years. And I was fortunate enough to be the, um, to be the, uh, ground announcer for the AFLW and see it was their first year in the competition as well and saw some, some amazing historical things happen. Um, yeah. And as well as, uh, the Australian Open, um, I'm an announcer there as well. Um, yeah, oh, the, that's sort of the, the announcement. Tournament? Yeah, here in Melbourne. Um, and so, wow. yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I really enjoy it. Get to chuck jokes in okay. and, uh, done in a light, um, bantery way and also give, you know, it's a, it's a really effective way to give out information. Um, like a gate, especially at Marble Stadium, a gate might be full with a lot of people at that point in time. And I need to divert like Moses, part the Red Sea. Um, get the crowd going to a different direction. And um, if you can tell a joke or a lighthearted uh, piece of information and get them laughing, they'll listen and then they'll certainly uh, obey what you need them to yeah. do because it's about safety first it, and foremost. Yeah, and when you, when you, uh, when, you know, we were trading information back and forth online, you, mm. you, you identified the, the job as a, as a spruker, which, you know, I mm. had, I had never seen that word before. That was, I, I thought it was a typo. And I was going to email you and say, what, what the hell is this? And uh, <laughs> I, I went ahead and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. And it was correct. And it's, it's just that it's not a term that I had ever seen before. Mm. Um, so, it, you know, when, when you're doing that, when you are engaging with the, the, the supporters as they're coming into the stadium, are you at actually at the gate or are you somewhere else where you can see the gate through like a closed circuit television camera, that type of thing? No, I'm um, I'm out in um, in amongst it um, on the on the coal okay, face. Okay. Um, there's a major train station near the stadium, and a lot of the, the foot traffic will come from the trains. People, a lot of people catch public transport. It's just easier um, to do that than to drive into the game. And 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 Marvel Stadium is on the side is on the is the one end of the city here in Melbourne, and um, and and right right on the water. And so uh, there's no parking. There's parking underneath the stadium. It's a multi-purpose stadium. So a lot of uh, a professional soccer league plays there. Uh, professional cricket league plays there. And also concerts, major concerts will go there. We had U2 there recently and some other big name acts will come and play there. So there is some parking underneath, but most people come in via tr uh, public transport. And one of the major train stations, one of the oldest tra train stations here in Melbourne um, is is directly uh, adjacent to it so people within two minutes can get off a train and, and be basically um, heading towards their gate and so I'm at a junction that sort of separates um, I'm a, a, a touch away from the stadium there's a building in between the stadium and the train station and I'm on the other side of the um, of the of the of the stadium on that building and so people are coming from the train okay. station and there's a left and a right just sort of you know which which gates are uh, the best way to go. So, um, yeah, I sit on the tennis umpire's okay. chair with a with a microphone and uh, try not to sing, try not to do too many Ed Sheeran songs, 
um, and um, yeah, try to give people laughing as well um, as they're coming into. Yeah, it depends on what's happened. Sometimes you know Melbourne's not really known for its great weather. Um, sometimes I think it's got a similar climate to somewhere like New York or or northern place or or sort of here it's a bit like Seattle or Vancouver. So sometimes um, the so, sun will be in the sky, but it won't be doing anything. It'll be painted in the sky, but it will still be cold. Right, so right. So sometimes yes. it can get down to, I don't know what the equivalent is, I think uh, four degrees or 10 degrees Celsius, which I think is somewhere is 50, around, 50 degrees it's around Fahrenheit. around 50, 52 degrees, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've and, started, and a massive I've, wind I've started doing comes, this, yeah. Oh, the conversions, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I was stationed when I was in the Navy, I was stationed near Seattle. So yes, it's a, uh, um, there's a, it's a, it's a lot of rainfall there, but actually mm. where I live in, where I live in Ohio, we actually have more, more cloud cover and more rain here than they do in Seattle. Yeah, right, Seattle yeah. has the reputation. Yeah. But we actually get, we actually get more of it here in Ohio. Um, mm. which, yeah, we, uh, yeah, going back and this is, Going back to World War II, we actually uh, built a huge um, TNT plant here in Ohio because it was further enough away from the uh, the coastline that you know if somebody was to try to attack from the coastline, oh. they couldn't reach they couldn't reach the, this area here. Wow. You know, but uh, and it's now yeah. it's now a uh, it's been converted into a big facility that uh, that NASA uses for researching different uh, aspects of their space program. So yeah, well there you go. That's, yep. So yeah, you know, it certainly does get cold. I've got gloves and about uh, fifteen singlets, ten shirts, twenty jumpers, and a big overcoat, as well as you know, scarf and uh, a beanie. And uh, yeah, so it's um, and it, it's That's sometimes what... a bit difficult to try and be funny, um, you know, especially when you have got the same right, jokes right. that you've told for the past two years. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's certainly I don't class it as a job. It's certainly a pleasure to be working in AFL circles and, um, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's wonderful. So you, you don't, uh, you don't, you, you, you make very general statements. You're not, you don't find a, a, in, in that setting as, as, you know, as a comedian, you're not using the same type, you know, thing where you maybe would focus on somebody in the audience at one of your shows. You're not going to say, okay, well, okay, this, this guy over here, that's wearing the, you know, the green sweatshirt. I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to poke fun at him. You're not probably not doing that oh, in, yeah. at the stadium setting. Uh, every now and again, yes, but it, it, you've got to be care- I've got to be careful because okay. uh, my sort of number one rule that I, I stick by when it comes to this specific sort of job and sort of Marvel Stadium is, is to make people feel good when they come. You know, you don't know what's happened right, to them right. that week or that, that – that. so sometimes I'm just – I haven't got jokes, but I've just got a happy disposition and will say something like, You've made it through the weekend. Give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulations. It's the weekend's just about to start. It's Friday yeah. night footy. Um, welcome everyone to Marvel Stadium um, tonight, you know, and I might do a bit of a rundown about, you know, second place taking on third place, um, that sort of that sort of thing. But a weird experience beginning of the year. I volunteered my time for to do spruiking, to sit out the front and do the outdoor announcing for a match that we had here, you might have, I think you mentioned it, I listened to, congratulations on the podcast too, by the way, um, I've listened to a couple of episodes, I listened to, um, what was it, um, uh, episode 10, I think, when you talked about uh, the, M- I got a lot out of it, NBA influence on the VFL in the 80s and 90s, and uh, free agency, Don Lane, David Stern, I was like, oh, I know all these people, that's 
fantastic. And um, a little bit later, uh, good friends of mine, um, the Kick to Kick Boys, they've got a fantastic podcast. Yeah, come on yeah. the walking tour with me. Listen to that episode. Um, yeah, so congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly well, glad I've stumbled thank across you. it. Um, but uh, you. yeah, um, I worked. They, uh, you mentioned in one of those episodes about a state of origin uh, match, and and I worked on. I volunteered my time to. I donated my time to work on that. It was a charity fundraiser for all the. Um, as much everyone in the world certainly knows about this, the, the tragic uh, bushfires that we had here in Australia recently, and right, and so, right, yeah. So I worked on that game, and and it was truly, truly bizarre. Um, it, seeing, um, so every now and again you'll see the two. You're always seeing the two clubs. Their 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 guernseys, their jumpers, their jerseys walking towards you uh, when you're working there at Marvel Stadium. And every now and again you'll see just some 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 weirdo is wearing another another team and you're like good on you man you you know you're one of 60,000 and you're here flying the flag for your team and you don't care that's awesome um but that night there was <laughs> just like there were traditional teams that traditional rival teams see I, I saw I almost fell off my tennis umpire's chair um felt like a beach lifesaver in Bay Baywatch or something um I, I right. saw Collingwood, Essendon and Carlton these like 13 year old boys Walking towards the stadium, linked in arms with these stupid big smiles on their face, and I just, I just couldn't get my head around it. I, was just, I would, and I'd mention them. I'd publicly, you know, who's going to win tonight, and and who's going to get the most goals, and especially that game is a very happy spirit, and people were excited. The state of origin um, idea has really died down the last couple of years, and doesn't seem to be really relevant um, uh, for the game of AFL. So. They've been able to, you know, as you mentioned before, AFLX, and I don't know if that was too successful, yeah. but at least they're trying. And I think they're trying to copy the NBA All-Star game, but it doesn't seem to be working as well. Even the NBA All-Star games had to change their format, and this year was a tremendous match, tremendous game, fantastic. But, um, yeah, this they really, they really hit, they really struck a home run with, with this game this year. Um, and and the, game, the game match itself was, was tremendous and hard fought. And oh, we're just it, seeing it all these. Fun. It was fun. Yeah, just seeing all these um, the best of the best, you know, the cream of the crop, and and Dusty Martin standing up above all of them still, you know, um, was incredible. But seeing all these fans with, I think I saw every single um, jumper, and, and I'd make a, a bit of a joke, but it, I did try to do it in a light-hearted way, um, you know. Oh, yes, you're the first GWS jumper, or the the first uh, Gold Coast Suns jumper, um, or you know, when the Suns are playing, you'll you'll talk about say St Kilda, you're caught there known as Sainters. Um, welcome to all you Sainters. Right, right. Um, but if if the Suns are playing, like what's what would that equivalent be? It would be a Sunner. That's not a thing, you know. It's not. A, it's just because it's such a young no, team. No, that would be. Uh... Yeah. So we. Yeah. Are, what, all... what do you? A Sunner. That's a, almost a, a rhetoric. That's almost a rhetorical question in terms of what do you what do you call a a, a Sun supporter? Because okay, I don't know if there's support. an answer to that. Is there? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't. Uh... Well, wouldn't the uh, wouldn't the AFL be a Sun supporter since they're they've been the ones that have been plunking down all the money to help keep it afloat? Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I try to I try to um, stick away from political and contentious issues. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> but we can all have a laugh when I sort of say, "Oh, here come the here come the three Sunners." You know, like we can welcome to you, Gold yeah. Coast Sunners. Are you guys Sunners? What are you guys? And have a dialogue, you know, um, with them. Um, could they and, be? And could they be? Too much could serious. they be coasters? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to write that down. Actually, yeah, the coasters. 
Um, yeah, so it's interesting. And, and, you know, you get some old traditional Melbourne clubs taking on some younger or out-of-state teams. AFL is very much about uh, Melbourne or Victorian teams versus the rest, you know, the, the foreigners almost. You right, know? right. Um, and it, right. It, it's done in a lighthearted way, you know, but, um, yeah, it's really – yeah, I, I try to be positive because you know there's kids and all. Like when I when I court announce for basketball, if um if an opposition team member's going up for free throws, I I I I certainly get in there and um and uh, do a bit of uh, smack talk, but it's always positive. So I always say, "Welcome, uh, Mister Mister Sampson, to the line. Give him a round of applause. He's he's just adopted a greyhound this weekend." Um, and so instead of going, you know, instead of being harsh and nasty, I try to positively right. trash, trash talk them, you know, and, and every, usually once a game, I'll get the person who's shooting a free throw or his team on the bench, turn around and look at me and give me a really weird look. And I think oh, I'm a job <laughs> done, you know, I'm, a, I'm the sixth man. I'm on yeah. the court with them. Um, gives the, gives the crowd a laugh, you know, it's a bit different. And, um, yeah, so I get some comedy in there that way. I think it's funny. So, uh, <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, that's my job. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the yeah, the people who are employing you must be happy with the job you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but I certainly do so get what, comedy what across the, in the the footy tour. There's plenty of funny Collingwood stories and some horrific stories as well. Yeah. But certainly some funny stories with the history of the league and some dodgy things that the league has done. And we all got to have a bit of a laugh at it. You know, we this uh, the ball when it bounces on the ground doesn't. It's not round. It, it's it's an unfair bouncing ball. The game is just the same. It's um, incredibly unfair. So you gotta you gotta take the good with the bad and and have a laugh whenever you can. You know. Yeah, it's it it is it is an absolutely fascinating game, and it's it's why I it's why I fell in love with it. And uh, mm. you know, and I, I I I talk about it incessantly here. You know, not necessarily just on this podcast, but in in general, I I, I find myself talking about it more than just about anything else nowadays. So. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So what other types of uh, projects do you have um, going on right now that you're you're getting ready to, to, to come out with once you're actually uh, allowed out of your house? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've got a few. Um, things have changed massively just as far as projects and, and money and funding that's available. So having to rethink a lot of the things that I, that I do. Um, yeah. Um, and I've got I've got sort of I think two ideas that that I've really settled on at the moment. Um, a web series that I'm working on. Um, I'm I'm sort of uh, a I'm, I'm a filmmaker and so I'm a writer and actor. I was a, an actor first and foremost, and stumbled into comedy and um and and that's really I guess where my voice is 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 trying to get people to laugh and 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 to talk about some um, important issues in a, in a in a lighthearted, funny way. Um, yeah, and um, one of the um, probably next week I think I've lined up some guests. I'm going to start up. Um, it's kind of it's kind of what you're doing with AFL, but mine's more sport. It's not AFL specific. It's sport in general. So I'm starting up a new video chat show, which I'm hoping to then turn into a podcast. Um, uh, uh, talking with friends of mine, interesting friends, so comedians or people that I know that do really interesting, have really interesting careers and do really interesting things that are quite a bit out of the norm. And that are also um, sport fans as well. And the, one of the things I'm incredibly fascinated with, and and part of the reason I love you, love been loving listening to your podcast is is it's it's talking, it's interviewing people that are 
do interesting things as well as well as AFL. And so I'm interested in people how sport influences their chosen career and how their career influences their chosen sport. If I have if I do a comedy gig and I, I bomb and it's not it's not good, I, I like to think in terms of oh, I was just a bad game, the ball bounced the wrong way, you know, the umps the umpires weren't too lenient on me today and that helped and it's always about next week and 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 think in terms of sporting analogies and so that's what helps me get through in my um in my sort of professional career and so yeah next week um I think I'm probably going to call it my life of sport or something like that and so I'll just be interviewing people on Instagram and and uh and uh Facebook live video and talk to some friends and interested people some comedians and going to talk about their favorite club their favorite sport their favorite sport experience uh what they did growing up doing sport as well as their chosen career and and how those two things influence each other um and the second um project I'm working on at the moment you can check out all these things on my website um at uh, www.gavin hyphen ingham.com um as well as my social media facebook insta and twitter um yeah it's a web series i'm kind of really fascinated about the online entrepreneurial hustling um culture and especially the american version of that and in australia we're trying to copy that and so one in particular one person in particular gary v which is the biggest online entrepreneur at the moment and will be for uh for a while i think and creates a lot of um visual content um, I, I kind of liked a lot of what he said and then found um, the people who liked him were a certain type of person. And so um, I've got this idea, I've been shooting it and um, Corona's kind of put, put the shooting on pause. Um, but it's, it's about this budding online entrepreneur who um, gets this idea. He wants to be like Gary Vee. And so he goes out and feeds homeless people and um, promises to make their lives better um, while the camera's rolling. And um, it'll all be filmed on mobile phones. So, um, yeah, it has that sort of, I guess, that hook. And then one of the homeless peoples follows my uh, protagonist home. Um, and then my my protagonist, my wannabe Gary V, um, is forced to actually help this homeless person. And because um, the videographer that he's employed keeps filming him and sticking him, sticking him on live videos. So he's forced to actually actually help the person. And so it's all about... Um, humanity and help are we actually helping people and is our lives becoming is going online the image we put online um, not matching up totally with with what's going on and all about empathy and and taking from real sources you know, there's a spate of videos of all these um, these life entrepreneurs online who were um, feeding people um, making sandwiches and feeding the homeless and and then videoing that and putting that up, and my question from a com- comedy point of view was, was well, you know, what if one of them follows him home, you know, and says, "You said you're going to help me," that's the, you know, well, help me. That's oh. that is it is it's fascinating. That I mean, that is such a yeah. that is such a unique idea there because you know it could it could it, it that, that I can definitely see the 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 comedic impact of that, and it you know. You know the the whole accountability the whole accountability thing there with you know okay you you right. said you were going to help here I am help me um, yeah I'm I'm gluten free I can't that, eat that sandwich so you know um, <laughs> have you got any other food oh this this wasn't in the this wasn't in the script cut oh, is it, you're filming live wow oh um That's, sure bro sure brother I'm going to help you out um so it's called that, charity that is, and um, brilliant I'm, I'm filming that you can check it out on my website and uh, yeah it's all 
hopefully all going ahead and, and um, filming with some other comedians who are just, um, you know, I'm, I'm very serious about comedy and I write and craft jokes and, and um, I, you know, I can, I can make people laugh and, and think you know, I'm half decent at it, but these people I'm working with are just naturally brilliant and sometimes we have to cut because I'm the camera's shaking and the reason why it's shaking is because I'm filming them <laughs> and I'm laughing and, you know, pissing my pants and crying and say, stop it, you can't be that funny, but do it again and <laughs> but don't make me laugh, but make me laugh in my head, so- not out loud. So they're brilliant, and I'm so fortunate to have such funny people working with me who are really, uh, you know, passionate about the idea as well. And um, this the one guy who's playing the homeless guy is just, he's such an idiot. He's so funny. He's yeah. just a stupid clown with his hair and this beard, and um, I'm so so fortunate to have Cam, Cam come along, and, and everything he does is funny, and, and, and I have to, you know, there's going to be trouble when I have to edit all these hours of brilliance he's done, and into five or seven minute episodes, so it's it's made my life difficult, well, but in in a in a good way. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe you'll have to have longer episodes then, if oh, if, the, if the quali- if the quality. Well, yeah, if if the if the quality of the stuff is there, you may have to, you know, you may end up expanding this into you know into longer, into longer snippets then too, possibly. Oh, well, hopefully, um, the last time we we're shooting, yeah. um, a couple of weeks back, we were down near this river, and he just started improvising and talking about like when he was homeless and how him and his other homeless friend went fishing here in this little little river and and how a shark came up and and they ran into the water and pulled the shark out on on the ground and punched the shark because they thought oh we're going to cook this it just went on and on and on and and uh, (laughs) and people were riding past their bikes and every time someone would ride past on a bike he would sort of stop and go hey jeff yep say hi to sandra for me Yep. Anyway, the shark was on the ground. And he, yeah, and then a train would go past, and he'd go, "Ah, oh, that's the seven fifty-two to Sandringham." <laughs> just he was just he was on a roll, and he even said uh, he said, um, "Oh, that's the midnight train," and I knew where he's going. That's the midnight train to Georgia, and I was just in my head, I was just applauding, going, "You are a bloody genius." Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying it. Is, yeah. So you know. I I didn't I didn't jot this one down on on our list of things we were going to cover, but you know mm. we're we're kind of getting to the point where we're going to wrap this up here. But I want to ask sure. you, uh, who who are your favorite comedians? Who 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 did you know? Who do you go and seek out on YouTube or or wherever? To, you know, who are the people that you, that you love to watch? Well, yeah, um, uh, this this is this is a tough one because um, there are some people that I uh, who really respect as comedians, but have done some pretty, uh, pretty heinous things in recent uh, times and and times a bit previous to that. So I grew up listening to um, Bill Cosby, and uh, the thing I okay. love about him is these old these old records. You know, like uh, for those young people listening, they were like CDs, which were CDs with these physical things, um, big black, yes. big black uh, records, and listening to my parents. Um, uh, LP controllers. Um, yeah, and um, I listened to Bill Cosby, and and I could just picture everything he was saying, and and I had no idea what he looked like at this stage as an eight year old, and just I was just laughing so hard, and and then yeah. um, I guess in recent times Louis C.K. I'm a big fan of his comedy. Okay. So unfortunately, okay. these two gentlemen have um have have done some some horrific things. So as people. 
I'm, um, you know, yes. I, 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 my opinion is different to them as, as their art and their comedy. So, but recently, um, uh, big fan of, uh, someone who lives closer to you than me. Um, Dave Chappelle, big fan of him. He's, he lives in oh, Cleveland. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, um, he lives right here in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, yep. a big fan of his show and his work and, and especially how he touches on some real, um, serious sort of issues, you know, and makes it palatable for people to, to to try to entertain those horrific things that are happening in society and 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 get the conversation right, right. started rather than right. not talking about it. there's some things in Australia that we we just don't talk about and and I really appreciate that thing that Dave Chappelle but he's is it like a he's like a jazz player I guess when he he performs you know he's um yeah he riffs and he's playing with the audience that, and that's a, you that's, know. A, that's a great analogy that's a great analogy because yeah, you don't um, really love, know where he, you don't really yeah yeah, and and one of his last specials, he talks. He, he says this really horrific line as a punchline. He says, "I would love to, I'd love to finish a joke with that." Now I've just got to write the setup, and everyone laughs. And then at the end of the show, he he, he perfectly crafts that horrific line in it, and you laugh. And and it's, mm-hmm. it's just a masterful. He's really masterful in the way that he can yeah, say some yeah. horrible things, and you're laughing. It's incredible. Um, British comedians, big fan of British comedians. Um, Ricky Gervais, I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais. Um, especially his TV show, The Office, um, and lots of different yeah. um, British comedians, and um, and I'm fortunate enough to a lot of my heroes in the Australian comedy scene. Um, I'm fortunate enough to to work with some of them and and meet them. And if I'm not working with them, I know them and can you know text them and and Facebook and message them and and ask advice. And some of these people have been doing it for years. And I I grew up as a teenager seeing them on TV, and then just through Melbourne comedy, you get to get to meet them and, 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 and then become friends. And there's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit like football or, or chosen sport. You, you're kind of family because right, you understand right. the yeah. stupidity and, and the greatness of that thing that you both love. And so, yeah. yeah um, and that's yeah. a weird one, you know, that's, that's a really weird one to be in the company of some of these people, you know? Yeah. I, I had, um, and he may be somebody you may be familiar with from uh, the the TV shows, um, but and he's an older gentleman. He's in his eighties now. But if if you like like the the like the old storytelling that Bill Cosby mm. used to do about how his life and that type of thing, have mm. you have you ever run into any of Bob Newhart's comedy? Oh, he's um, yeah, I, I, you know, he, I was. Yeah, that old American sort of, it's not cabaret, but that just stand up, tell the story, and yeah, he, he's yeah. wonderful. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's, he um, he's fantastic. He would, do, he would do a lot. He would do a lot of things uh, where he was, you know, he was like doing telephone conversations with people where, you know, where you would hear one side of the conversation. Yeah, and it, yeah. You know, I, it, it, some pretty, some pretty funny things. Um yeah, and you're filling yeah, in the blanks uh, of what the person on the other line. The other exactly, end, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And yeah, I'm I'm equally love American comedy as uh, stand up comedy, and uh, as well as I do British. I guess for Australia, that's really how you understand Australia is we're becoming quite American and and touching on what we we're talking about before with accents. There's a lot of kids now that will say things that is 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 kind of the way Americans will say it. So we say interesting, but kids now will say um, interesting, put an extra syllable, or they'll say interesting, get rid of that T in, in the middle. Australian kids will say that. It's because we've, we've got quite a lot of American TV here and education programs. Um, 
but that's a really good way to understand Australians is is and, and AFL too. You know, we we come from an old tradition, Britain, and that's very much the way that we think. But there's this new sort of American flash. You know, like in that AFLX um, game, all the right, players right. turned up um, in fancy clothes and on their skateboards, motorized skateboards, like the NBA All Star Game, and and mm. and all the players love the NBA too. So you know, they're all playing NBA Two K and. So there is that American influence as well, which I think it's a fascinating time for Americans to really get into AFL, and and we've toyed with putting names on the backs of jerseys and and things like that, yes. you know, and and um that would help knocking, me out tremendously. Yeah, <laughs> um, knocking down the the playing time, you know, um, to fit with a more commercial length, um, and three hours is a bit of a crazy time, and to be playing football anyway, so knocking down the playing time as well as making it entertaining on days and and the the tv commercials that happen during when you watch it on tv and the yeah so it is it does it's having an american influence as well so it's probably a really good way to look at australian culture actually is um british traditions and sort of becoming a bit american which you know you guys british traditions anyway so it's um it's funny it's really interesting yeah so I, I would like to go ahead and apologize to the Australian people who are listening for, you know, bringing all of that American culture to your country. Uh. <laughs> no, we love it. We absolutely love it. You know, Netflix, we, we love it. We've, um, yeah, we, yeah, we absolutely love it. I've, I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've found, uh, you know, a few uh, Australian TV shows that I've been watching on television here uh, that uh, oh, yeah. I've been watching uh, one called Jack Irish. It has Guy Pierce in it, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, which I yeah, right. really enjoyed that one. And there was a uh, there was a mini series called Mystery Road, which I thought was really well done. That had ah, a ah yeah, the um, second series has just come out, I think. Yep. Oh, it's out there because it's not it's not here yet. So it's hopefully mm. coming pretty soon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've 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 kind of I'm kind of doing the opposite of what you're doing there and finding some Australian culture to learn a little bit more about things because the. Uh, What's interesting is that the uh, the Jack Irish series, because I guess uh, Guy Pierce is a big cat supporter, um, from what mm. I've heard. But uh, the uh, um, three of the characters on that show are uh, are, oh, are uh, they? <laughs> supporters that you know when they when they merged uh, when when Brisbane merged um, oh, back in the eighties, right, yeah. yeah, and they were these guys were like old school you know, back in Melbourne and such, but you know, enough about that. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go into that at all, but I, I, I <laughs> wanted to just, you know, yeah, I've rambled here. It's, it's getting late where you are right now. I know that. Cause I'm, I'm looking at my clock and realizing, holy mackerel. Uh, it's quarter it's, past it's, 11. It's a it's, uh, not a pumpkin yes. yet. Um, but another yes. series you might want to watch is the underbelly series. They're a bit cheap and nasty sometimes and a bit corny, but it's a, it's a, it's a good way of learning about America, uh, Australian, not America, Australian, um, history and Australian crime and, and some sort of popular sort of people in okay. our history. Um, and especially, okay. yeah, like especially there's some Melbourne ones as well. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of limited in terms of the Australian series that have shown up here. Uh, I've run mm. into one that, that was on, I guess, about a decade ago called uh, City Homicide that I, I watched that whole series oh. already, too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, um, that's, that's Melbourne, set in Melbourne, isn't it? Is it? Or uh, I think it is, yeah. I, th I think yeah. it's set in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, we love looking, yeah, we love making Melbourne look like New York. We, we really, really, really love doing that. Well, 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of like a Law and Order type uh, version yeah. uh, type show for those of you that are that are listening here in the states. But you know, I, you know, we've uh, I think we've covered pretty much everything that we were going to to delve into yeah, here today. Have. And I, 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 you know, and even some topics that we didn't think we were going to get into. And and uh, ladies and gents, I'd I'd like to to thank my guest uh, Gavin Ingham for joining me for uh, this episode. Um, you can find. Uh, Gavin and his work at uh, gavin-ingham.com. I'm going to link to all of his social media and that type of thing in the show notes. So you can check those out um, as well as some of the other projects, projects that he's working on as well. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll plug in the, uh, the YouTube videos as well from the, uh, the, the dummies, uh, the <laughs> footies footy for dummies as well. Um, it is, it is a funny series. If you've not had a chance to watch those yet. Um, and if you're listening here in Ohio, there is a Browns reference that I think you'll appreciate. Um, oh, good, good. So, I was hoping that landed yes. right. Yeah, it it did. Yeah, you know, because we're you know we're we're passionate about our team, but we you know we realize you know the the futility that we have achieved. Be, you know, because going back to the mid 1990s, and I don't know if you know the history or not, but uh, our team left the the owner was trying to get a new stadium built. They built a new stadium for the Cavaliers. They built a new stadium for the Cleveland Indians baseball team. And the football team had been left high and dry. And he took the team and moved it to Baltimore, moved it to Baltimore, Maryland and became the Ravens. Yes. In the mid nineties. Yeah. So we, we Browns come back about things because the Ravens. Well, that was the Ravens are still going. That was one of the things that the, that the, the, um, the the people who were supporters here, the people in government in the city of Cleveland, they were able to keep the the team colors, the brown and orange team colors, the team name, all of the team's history, that sort of thing, stayed with our team. It just kind of it kind of hibernated for three mm. years, and then it was awarded. It was awarded. Uh, Cleveland was awarded a, an expansion franchise in 1999. Oh. So they came they came back into the league about 20 years ago, and uh, it's wow. been a lot of futility. It's been uh, there. There's there's an L in Cleveland, by the way. Actually, two L's in Cleveland. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Because you know, actually, there's been a lot of L's. We uh, yeah. we had a we had a period a couple of years ago where we won one out of thirty three games, I think. Jeez. Or one one out of thirty two. I mean, just horrible, oh. horrible. But you know yeah. they're still filling the stadium, still still filling the stadium every week. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I and, guess that uh, question of, you know, may not be like a lot of AFL teams as well. We may not be successful, but at least we have got a team. You know, someone that represents us. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I'm, I think they're getting themselves in the right direction, and and hopefully things will get, uh, hopefully things will be pointed in the right direction this year because you know Tom Brady is getting old and he's no longer with the Patriots, so. <laughs> maybe it's our maybe it's our time now. No, he's in he's in Florida now. He went to Tam- he went to Tampa. Oh, did he sign yes. with them? I missed that. Yeah, he see. Yeah, he signed with Tampa. Yep. Both oh, he meaning, he and Gronkowski. Yeah. Oh, meaning that they're out of uh, New England Patriots are out of the way, and that Cleveland can come in and. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but we can always hope. Yeah, <laughs> it's always next week. There's always so, next year. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. Okay, so again, I do, I do want to thank Gavin Ingham for coming on to the podcast today. Um, like I said, I will link to all of his uh, social media and uh, his website in the show notes. Um, Gavin, I appreciate you coming on today. This was a lot of fun. I hope thank you enjoyed you so it so much. Thank you. Okay, um, I'm, have, I'm have looking forward to school to... today. Virtual school today. Oh yeah, that's that's actually starting here in uh, just a few minutes. Yep, I have my first meeting coming up in about a half an hour. Uh, I'm going to make another cup of coffee. Now, your your web series that you're doing, the 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 Hustle Philosophy web series, uh, do you have any of those that are posted now? Are those out, or is that no, still in the works? I'm, on my website, I'm, um, I'm still filming. Um, still, fi- and I've had okay. to. We had okay. we had the bushfires here, and had to re and had right, past right. changes, had to rewrite. So, um, I got all the footage, and I'm uh, still got to finish f- uh, filming, and then and then continue, and then okay. get onto post post production. Okay. But it's all on my website. All on my website. Okay. It's cool. It's cool um, yeah, charity, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Series. Yeah, cool. Okay. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Awesome. Hey, Gavin, thanks a whole a whole bunch. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much for bringing me to okay. America. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 21 of A Yank on the Footy with my guest, Gavin Ingham. I honestly cannot tell you how humbled I feel knowing that you are tuning in to listen to my show. I can't thank you enough. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with your friends and family. You can find links to the show in the show notes, or they can simply type in a yank on the footy in their favorite search engine. Don't forget that while you can find all the episodes of this podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com, you can also find it on that favorite podcast provider of yours. Now that you've listened, I would love it if you'd consider giving me a review on the podcast host that you're using. It lets me know what I need to work on, what I'm doing well, and it lets the podcast host know what you think of the show. Don't forget you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com as well as on Twitter at yank underscore on and on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. Also, I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of two of his great pieces of music. Mr. McDade's creating some fantastic music, and I'm using the pieces Elevation and Winter's Mist. You can reach him at josephmcdade.com slash music. Again, Mr. McDade, thanks again for your hard work and your wonderful music. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank Gavin Ingham for being our guest for this episode. You can find out more about Gavin at www.gavin-ingham.com. That's G-A-V-I-N-I-N-G-H-A-M.com. While many of us are fans of our teams, deep down we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. And ladies and gentlemen, we are at a strange point in the history of this planet. I hope that you and your family stay safe, that you're able to take the proper measures to protect yourselves against this virus. Be tolerant of one another. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Call your family. Get on with FaceTime with them. Talk to them. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 21 of A Yank on the Footy. My guest was comedian Gavin Ingham. 
Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. Again, thanks for listening and please consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family.